Welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast presented by Global Grace Ministries. Today we start a special series called A Glimpse into Eternity. I am Francis Hueso, the host of this podcast. As some of you know, I have been a Christian most of my life. When I was a child, it was common to hear sermons about heaven and hell. Although I admit some sermons scared me, they taught me about the reality of heaven and hell. They also gave me security about my final destination after death and created the expectation that my Lord Jesus will one day come for me to take me home. Unfortunately, I do not see the same expectation in the hearts of believers today. Most preachers do not talk about heaven or hell to their congregations unless they are speaking at a funeral. No one wants to go to hell, but most people, even in the church, have no idea what the Bible says about that place. It does not surprise me that non-Christians choose not to talk about eternity. No one likes to talk about what we do not know, especially if eternal damnation is possible. What concerns me is the lack of knowledge that the church seems to have on the subject. As I said, I understand that people do not want to talk about hell, but nobody talks about heaven either. Most Christians expect to go to heaven when they die, but do not even have a clear idea of what life in heaven will be like. That to me is very sad. We need to remember that although Jesus died for us to give us a better life here on earth, the primary victory of his sacrifice was our assurance that we will go one day to live with him in heaven. The New Testament church was not afraid to die because they knew that heaven was waiting for them. We now cling so tightly to our earthly life because we do not know much about heaven. That, my friends, in part, is why my team and I decided it was a good idea to share the topic with you. Besides that, I have two significant reasons for talking about eternity. First, I am guilty of not preaching about it for a long time. How will the church know about heaven or hell if the preachers do not talk about it? How can we expect people to live victorious lives unless we assure them that whatever happens in their lives, there will be victory in the end? Furthermore, what motivation do sinners have to repent unless they know the ultimate consequence of their disobedience? The second reason I feel I should talk about heaven and hell is a promise. A friend I consider a great champion of faith died some time ago. These men suffered intensely, battling the disease that ultimately sent him into eternity. Throughout his suffering, he showed faith, patience, and kindness. At his funeral, even the medical personnel who attended him during the last months of his life testified to his incredible courage and great faith. After his funeral, it broke my heart to learn that he called a pastor who was our friend the night before he died to ask him about heaven. These fantastic men knew he was going to heaven, but his knowledge of heaven was minimal. He had been in church for years. He listened to many sermons, including some of mine, but he did not know much about heaven. I promised myself that I would do everything in my power to prevent another child of God from going home 
without at least a basic understanding of the beautiful place Jesus made available to us by dying on the cross. Therefore, in the next few weeks, we will cover the essential knowledge that every child of God needs about eternity. To begin with, we need to know that all of us are eternal. 10,000 years from now, you and I will be still alive. We will not be in these bodies we occupy now, but our souls and our spirits will continue to exist. As I always tell you, humans, like God, are three in one. We are spirits that have souls and our souls and our spirits live in a body. Our bodies are the vessels where our spirits and soul live in the natural world. Our bodies decompose when we die, but our spirits and souls are eternal. When we die, our souls and our spirits separate from the body, and some return to God and others go to a place of torment. If you read Psalm 146.4, you will see that the Bible says, When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On the very day their plans come to nothing. And Ecclesiastics 12.7 tells us, And the dust returns to the ground it came from, and the spirit returns to God who gave it. In this series, I will do my best to describe what the Bible tells us about heaven and hell. But since this episode is just the introduction to the series, I will focus my talk today on what happens when we die. We do not know how people who do not know Jesus as their Savior get to the afterlife, but we do know that angels carry the spirits of Christians to heaven. Luke 16.22 tells us, The time came when the beggar died, and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. Before I continue, let me remind you that what we know about eternity is not absolute. The Bible tells us that our knowledge about eternity is limited. 1 Corinthians 13.12 says, For now we see only a reflection in a mirror, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Because we only know in part, it is impossible to be entirely sure of what eternity is like, but the Bible gives us a glimpse or glimpses of it. So let us talk about those glimpses. The Bible tells us that the only way to heaven is Jesus Christ. Since sin does not exist in heaven, a sinner cannot live there. When Jesus died, he took our place. And when we get saved, we take his place. This way, God forgives our sins, and we can enter heaven when we die because of that forgiveness. What I just shared brings me to a question that I had as a child about eternity. I wanted to know where the people who died before the resurrection of Jesus went. Have you ever thought about it? According to the Bible, no one could live in heaven before Jesus died. Since everything in the Bible is true, where did the souls of the people who died between Adam and the last person who died before Jesus resurrected go? That, my friends, is a good question. And the answer to that question is that they were going to a place called Sheol in Hebrew and Hades in Greek. This place has two different names in the Bible, but it is the same place. 
Sheol or Hades, according to Psalms 88.3, Psalms 88.5, and Job 10.21, is a term that describes the grave or death. This place still exists. Before Jesus died, this place was divided into two parts. One of those parts was where the people who died waiting for the Messiah went. People like Moses, David, and Solomon were waiting for the Messiah to die in that place. The other part of Hades was for the people who died without believing in God's promises of salvation. This place is where the characters like Pharaoh and Israel's enemies end up after death. The best description of Hades and the only one we find in the Bible is in Luke chapter 16 and I will read you verses 19 through 30. So bear with me. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores, and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died, and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away, with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. Now, many people think that Jesus here was sharing a simple parable with the people who were listening to him. But I would like you to consider that if this was just a parable, it is the only one where Jesus uses someone's name. In addition to that, most parables are symbolic, require an explanation. We do not need an explanation to understand this story. I believe that Jesus here was illustrating the afterlife until that particular point in history. He was telling people where the people who were dying at that time went after death. Let me back up a little bit here so that you understand a little bit better what I'm saying. God's original plan was to live among men here on earth. He wanted men to live in a beautiful place with him. Adam's sin ruined that plan. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God, their spirits were disconnected from him because of their sin. Since God did not want them to live forever without him, he did not allow them to eat from the tree of life. When they stopped eating from that tree, their bodies began to decompose or decay and eventually died. 
since our spirits and souls are eternal, God had to provide a place where the spirits of the people who died will wait for Jesus to die or wait for the final judgment. That place was not heaven since those people died in sin and sin cannot exist in heaven. It was also not hell because God created hell for Satan, not men. Therefore, it makes sense that God will provide a place like Hades, which, as I said, still exists. The resting place of the people who died waiting for their Messiah was called in the Bible Abraham's bosom. It is essential to know that Abraham was not the first one to arrive at this place. I think the first human being to end up in that place was Abel, who was killed by his brother Cain. However, it makes sense to me that this place is called Abraham's bosom since Father Abraham is the father of our faith in God. I believe that Abraham's bosom is now empty and has been swallowed up by Hades. Why am I telling you this? If you think about it, since Jesus now makes it possible for forgiven sinners to go to heaven, why will anyone still be waiting for heaven to open in that place? Another question is, how did the people in Abraham's bosom get to heaven, the people that were there? Because in Jesus' narration, Abraham told the rich men that they could not get out of where they were. That answer, my friends, is easy. All the people in Abraham's bosom accepted Jesus as their Savior, allowing them to enter heaven. Now, I know some of you may be wondering how did they accept Jesus as their Savior if they were already dead. Let me give you two verses that explain that. Psalm 68:18 tells us, When you ascended on high, you took many captives. You received gifts from people, even from the rebellious, that you, Lord God, might dwell there. And then, if we go to the New Testament, Ephesians 4, 8, and 10, talk about this verse in Psalms 68. Ephesians 4, 8, 10 tells us, This is why... It says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? Who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens to fill the whole universe. Jesus preached to the captives who died waiting for him and took them to heaven leaving the space known as Abraham's bosom empty. First Peter 3, 18 and 19 tells us, Because Christ died for sins once and for all, the just for the unjust to bring you to God. He suffered death in his body, but the Spirit brought him back to life. Through the Spirit he went and preached to the spirits in prison. During the three days that he was dead, Jesus went to Abraham's bosom and preached the gospel to the people there who recognized him as Messiah and were saved. God planned to save the people who died believing in the Messiah even before the Messiah was born. Unfortunately, the people who were on the other side of Abraham's bosom as they died without believing in God were not saved 
and the people who died without Christ now will not have a chance to get out of there. They are in Hades waiting for their final judgment, after which they will be thrown into hell. Many might be wondering why Christ preached only to the people in Abraham's bosom. Why did he not preach to everyone in Hades? That seems unfair. I will answer that question and many more in future episodes of this series. For now, I leave you with the hope that we all have in Christ, that if we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we will one day go to heaven where a mansion is waiting for us there. If any of you have any questions about eternity, heaven or hell, please send them to info at globalgraceministries.com and I will do my best to answer any questions you send. As always, it has been an honor to spend time with you. If our podcast has blessed you, please subscribe to it and promote it with your friends and family. May the Lord bless you and your family with great joy this week.